welcome to Aligned Work. This is your host and coach, Barakat Kalili, and you're listening to a powerful conversation about creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, and lucrative. Okay, hi, Hina. It's uh, great to be with you. Thanks for uh, joining me on this uh, on this call and giving me your time. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what we uh, find out uh, here. Uh, I sent uh, over uh, an email to you earlier with a couple of questions to kind of get those uh, creative juices flowing. But uh, just you know, for a little bit of background uh, to kind of set the context, uh, used to live in Australia and recently made a move uh, to the UK, right? As well as making also a career move as well. Do you want to just kind of Correct. give us that background? Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate your time. So I spent uh, 13 years in Australia um, just working in, um, my last role was at a bank. I was in sales, uh, so business development, um, pitching investment products and insurance products, uh, B2B. Um, what prompted me to decide to move to the other side of the world was a few reasons. Mainly it was career. Um, I just knew I wanted to challenge myself and, you know, I am in finance. And so I thought London being the central well, center hub um, of finance in the world, um, I pr probably should check it out. Um, if I don't like it, I always go back. Um, so that really, you know, tickled my fancy. And um, my family has always been like for years, they've been telling me, you know, like you should really check it out. It's fun because I have family here. So I decided, you know, now, now or never after the pandemic um yeah and recently so I was in I've, I've been in business development for like the last sort of eight years I would say six to eight years um really really love being in sales um I love the the passion um for for with people working with people and and really understanding what drives them um and then hopefully marrying that with some some goals chasing some revenue targets I love that um, but recently I've got an interest in, um, sustainable investing and ESG, um, with the world currently what it, what it's going through. I think the more, the, um, the better in terms of the more resources we can, we can, um, throw at the problem. Um, I think, and that, you know, the industry is really moving. Every sector is going to be, I find going to go through a huge decarb, um, decarbonization, mm -hmm cycle so i want to be really part of that revolution um do my bit in to, you know, to fight climate change mm -hmm. yeah so basically um i'm sort of meandering into that little niche um it's not a complete career change um but it's basically just a reselection i should yeah. say for uh specialization yeah yeah and we should probably note uh that for uh, for those who are unfamiliar the esg investing is a kind of special category of investing where you're looking mm -hmm. at at, to put money into companies uh, that are environmentally conscious and thinking about kind of the impact they're having on the environment. Uh, ESG stands for environment, social, and governance. Right? Governance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So corporate, the way their corporate structure is also set up, and it, it involves a few different categories, but kind of socially conscious, you know, companies. Sure. Yeah, and and trying to align. So essentially, kind of investing uh, with a with a conscience, you know, for the investment. You know, so exactly. Yeah, because business isn't just about the bottom dollar. It should also be about the good. Um, mm -hmm. And I think um, there's actually a lot of business opportunity from 
investing in green tech um, because clearly this is where the world is going towards. And so there is actually a lot of money to be made. It's not um, it's not that you're foregoing profit at all. Um, you know, we have the likes of EVs, electric vehicles. Um, we have, uh, you know, XYZ. We have so many technology renewables coming up. So I think it makes business sense as well. Um, and with that will come, you know, a, a lot of green jobs. There's a huge industry out there. So, right. So you, you mentioned that you love sales, working with people. Uh, do you get to do much of that in the current work and investing? How does that uh, work in terms of uh, who's kind of on the client end, you know, in your work there? Yeah. So at the moment, I'm between jobs. Um, but in my last role, which was um, working with um, with Westpac. So Westpac is Australia's largest bank. Oh, sorry, oldest bank. Um, so my client base was financial advisors. So it was B2B consultative selling. Um, and so we would work with their um, advice practices in selling them um, you know, either investment solutions or strategies. And that included ESG model portfolios, sustainable investing strategies. And I also actually worked with advisors on selling them personal wealth protection products. And so that was life insurance, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, on the, to answer your question, my client base was financial planners like yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then when you came to the, when you went to the UK, uh, mm. what type of clients were you working with with there so I'm I'm not I've actually just moved it's been oh you just months. moved okay got it, got mm -hmm. it. Okay. yeah so I'm I don't actually have a job got it got it okay so yeah. at this stage that and then this is where you're at the stage where you're looking at okay we're trying to figure out what's next and ESG investing is something that's kind of piquing your interest that's right got it got it so the, and but you, when you mentioned that you enjoyed working with people and the business development, was that you know regarding those financial advisors that you were working with and helping them, you know, kind of grow exactly, yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, so um, I had uh, sent over you know a couple of exercises uh, that mm -hmm. I wanted you to think about, right? And I think the first one was the uh, the energy audit. And, yeah, yeah. Did you have a chance? I to like the way you say that energy audit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's great yeah. because I mean it's a way to just kind of uh, it's something that's good to do periodically. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I was kind of curious. How did that go for you? What what insights? Yeah, uh, great. Did you get out of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, it's because there's three subcategories of people, places, and habits. Um, yeah. I think. Um, where do I start? Do you want me to just launch into it? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, start with the most interesting. What what really kind of mm. jumped out at you or what was the most evocative uh, for you? Well, um, I think I love being around positive people, um, people that want to grow and are focused on developing. Um, not to say that there's not challenges that come um, from every angle. Like this is life, of course. Yeah. But I think um, what helps me is being around people that are focused on the positive, even even if the you know circumstance might be negative. Um, I like being around those that can support me and I can support them. So it's a two-way conversation. Uh, I like being around people that are focused on doing good, um, not just, you know, they don't just care about their wallet. Uh, so it's being somewhat sustainable or having that um, mind frame of it's not just about me mm -hmm. it is great uh, I like people who push themselves and because I like to push myself uh, I like being around those that are better than me so I can learn from them um, and then when the time comes I can 
pay it forward or pay it backward, depending on what what it is. Great, great. Yeah. Now, how about the uh, the side where what are the things that are draining your energy? Well, um, negativity. I hate that. Um, I don't like focusing on negative people, negative thoughts. And obviously, it's not as simple as um, as that. But I think you can choose your thoughts, um, irrespective of what is presented in front of you. You can always choose your thoughts and and make it positive, and then decide to um, you know pay attention to something. Uh, from a negative lens or a positive lens. Um, yeah, so I think what drains my energy is being around people that are complaining all the time, that maybe just um, whinge and whine. Um, they don't take ownership. They don't take responsibility. Um, perhaps they're just all about blaming other people. Um, I hate being around such people. I think integrity is important. So um, saying what you're going to do and then doing it. Um, otherwise, don't say it. You know, um, and I, I'm probably not the best at that. I think I'm starting to learn um, how to be better, better. Um, just I'm just watching what I say and then making sure I follow through with, with action. Yeah. Was there anything on that list of things that drain you that um, you kind of you knew was there, but until you did this exercise, um, you weren't really focusing on it as much? Anything that kind of maybe surprised um, you? No, I think I knew this all along. Um, it just helps to put it into writing and, and just be... Reflect on that, yeah. Yeah, reflect on it, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you have already some awareness about that and, and you've, For sure. you've kind of cre- curated your environment in a way to make sure that you kind of minimize. Yeah, yeah those things. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, said, you said you were kind of working it through in categories. I, I wasn't very like strict about the, the categories, but was there anything oh, else? Oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> anything else that... Uh... Um, well, I think um, in terms of positive places, I think I like being in nature, um, I like being this by being by the sea. Uh, it's very relaxing. I like like light places um, filled with light. Um, I like, although you know it's dark at the moment in London. London it starts getting dark at around three o'clock now, <laughs> so that I'm struggling. I've with heard that. of that. Yeah, it's a pretty. <laughs> um, but I like being around people, um, but equally I like being also just having uh, space to myself. Um, so I'm a bit of bit in the middle in terms of introspection and extra. Inspection, introversion and extroversion, that is. Um, and then I think, was there anything else? Habits. Um, so obviously keeping uh, keeping yourself healthy, exercising, fresh air, um, speaking to and connecting with different um, groups of people, uh, I guess exchanging ideas and having great conversation, um, all of that stuff I really like. And it gives me energy. Would you say you're more of an introvert or an extrovert? I'm going to say I'm in the middle. Okay. Not dead in the middle. Sometimes I'm more of an extrovert when I need to be. For example, in sales, um, yeah. I just feel like you have to put yourself out there to make connections and and well build your brand. Uh, but there are times where I love just being on my own and I just need my space. So I think there's a spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, the test I use for introvert is if you know if you get a text you know from a friend saying that the plan has been canceled for tonight. You know where you're going mm-hmm. out. And, and you kind of have a little mini celebration, 
then, yeah. then, then you're probably an I'm one of those people. Yeah, then you're an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, because, well, there, because there's always things to do. I mean, you yeah. can always find things to do to entertain yourself. You don't have to go out. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's the it's because for introverts is that the that social time mm. is um it, it drains your energy. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily but bad. Only with, the, only with the wrong people. I feel like if it's the right, right people, I mean, there's no right people, yeah. but if it's if you're in alignment yeah. with, I mean, if you're a positive person, if you're growth oriented, then yeah, I'm going to have a great time spending time with you, you know? So I think it depends also. Like if it's just a bunch of people that are maybe, if it's doing something that I'm not interested in doing, well, then yeah, that's going to drain my energy, you know? Right, right. And and it also depends on yeah, what you're doing with them too. Because sometimes, uh, like for me as an introvert, I can be with close friends and, mm. uh, you know, I'll probably be quiet. You know, a lot of times, yeah. or I can be at least, you know, I don't have to like yeah. be, be active. Whereas mm. for folks who, or maybe another test would be like lockdowns, right? For people who, for whom oh, yeah, yeah. really tough, that was obviously yeah. for extroverts, right? But for someone like yeah. me, it was like, I love this. This is great. This is, like I was <laughs> yeah. born for this, you know, like I can yeah. survive, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, no, no, it's just about like how, what kind of, you know, does it, uh, charge you up or does it, uh, take energy, but, um, mm. oh, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there's introverts who work in sales too. I mean, you can, you can yeah, come turn sure. on to talk to people. Yeah. You and, can. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm one of those people I can take it in doses. Like I, I can't be mm. around people all day, every day. It would drain yeah. me because yeah. I need to recruit my energy and yeah. I need to ground myself. And for that, I need space and, and time away from other people. Um, because grounding myself is important, like taking myself for a walk or like meditating or visualizing, whatever it is, focusing on on me. Um, so I think, yeah, for me, definitely a, a balance has to be had. Um, in my work environment, I like how it's hybrid because, you know, two days a week, for example, in my last role, I was going into the office two days a week. That was great. It was perfect. Not too little and not too much. Three days I was at home from working remotely perfect two days I was social I was catching up with people yeah it's great uh, when it's been a long time since the last time you've uh, taken that time to ground yourself and and recoup mm-hmm. uh, what does that look like uh, when it when it gets too far away from that and you kind of get you know lost in the schedule and, and things like that what does that what does that look like oh it really um it leaves me feeling lost like I feel lost I feel like, okay, what am I doing? I'm just going with the flow. I'm just letting other people dictate my time and I feel lost. So I, I feel like <clears throat> I owe it to myself to re- recoup and just really recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever that would mean, you know, whether that's um, painting or, cause I actually paint as well, whether that's learning. Cause I also learn, I love languages. So I learn, spend time <clears throat> learning French, for example, or whatever. Um, so I just need that time away from um, a constant schedule because mm-hmm. I have so many other things. I have passion projects. Mm-hmm. So I like spending time and, and making sure I'm learning and developing skills um, for my own passion projects. Got it. Got it. Okay. And <clears throat> is that also kind of part of, of the, um, is, is that also the kind of the impetus behind this with the career track, like ha- being able to, get to a place where you can spend more time doing that mm. in those passion projects yeah absolutely um I think it there is um but I, I'm very invested in um doing something about climate change and 
Uh, obviously, I'm not a climate scientist, but in my own little niche, mm-hmm. I'd like to have some sort of an impact. And I think money talks, right? We all know that money talks. And so if I'm working in finance, I'd, I'd rather be making money to do good or at least help um, in my capacity in some way. Um, yeah, but for sure, I need time for passion projects. I think we all need time away from work because work is work. It's not everything. Mm, okay, okay. So climate change, what is the, when did that that interest uh, pop up in, in your mm-hmm. life? Yeah, and, yeah. and for you, specifically for you, what what is the, um, what's the what, what is it about it that resonates with you? What resonates with me is that um, I think we all have a moral and collective responsibility to be part of, of a solution because we're all part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we just can't deny the facts. We can't deny the science. But beyond that, I think um, when I was in my last role working at Westpac, I was talking about sustainable investments with advisors, with my clients, and there was a real interest in wanting client money to um, be put to good use and good by good use I meant not just for return sake not just for a a risk and return conversation but actually you know pension monies people wanting their pension funds to be invested in um, decarbonization or companies that are not doing oil and gas or fossil fuels Mm -hmm. so I think that really renewed my interest in sustainable investing Um, there's a real market for that and I think it's only going to get bigger. So and I had a personal interest in it as well. So, you know, I would look at my where my pension money is being invested. I don't want my pension money to be invested in an oil and gas project because that's just perpetuating the problem. So I think um, there was a renewed focus, in at least in Australia, and, and I'm seeing this now even in the UK. I'm not sure what it's like in the US. Um, investors want to do good. And I think the way you can control that is by money money is the massive um way we can yeah control 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 the rhetoric got it got it okay let me switch gears a little bit and let's go back in time in your life to when you're Mm -hmm. say six seven eight years old uh what was Hina like at that time what you know what did she like to do for fun well as a six seven year old I would play with my family I would play with my siblings um I think you have siblings I have two siblings two siblings are you the oldest or where are you in that um no I'm in the middle but we're the same age um we're we're triplets oh okay interesting yeah so um they're the same age as me um so we would play together I think I would read um what what else would I do I would just maybe hang out in the house um play with other kids as a six-year-old, what else do you do? Play hopscotch, I think, um, run around, <laughs> something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> was there anything else distinctive? Were you um, were you the leader? Were you the person that kind of take took care of your siblings? Were you, you know, was there anything distinctive about Hina? Um, I would say I was always in the middle. I was ne- never such a leader, but I was also not a follower. I would always just sit in the middle. Kind of the quiet middle, just like me. I'm the middle yeah. of three, but yeah. I, I so. would always sit in the middle and maybe just observe and then, yeah, decide on. That was kind of my personality, and it's it's. I, th- I don't think it's changed. I'm mm-hmm. certainly not a leader. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't like to be the main center of attention, but I'm also not a quiet person. I like to have an opinion and, you know, if, if the – 
if it allows for it, I like to be upspoken and honest, Mm -hmm. but I'm certainly not like, look at me. It's not about that. Right, right, right. Would you say you're a kind of a contrarian thinker or just just someone who's just had really strong opinions and when you want to express them, you know, you just, Um, you're open about that. No, I don't think I have a strong opinion for anything. Um, I'm a bit of a moderate. Again, I like okay. to sit, sit in the middle. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so ne- never going to extreme in any di- direction, always just... Well, yeah, I wouldn't say extreme, but I do like to take risks. So um, I, I like solo traveling. I love that. Um, I remember when I first decided to go solo traveling, it was... I was so scared and I just decided to do it anyway. I was like, I don't care if I'm scared. I'm just going to do it. Um, so I think it builds courage. It builds a lot of character when you're scared and you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was thinking about moving to the UK without a job, I was very scared. Mm-hmm. And But I, I just thought I'm going to do it now or never. So I like taking risks. Um, I was the first in my family to bungee jump. I was the first okay. in my family to skydive. <laughs> so I, I like... Um, risk taking but within measures i think yeah not not no, not too I, don't know. I mean jumping out of a plane is pretty uh <laughs> it, it's pretty risky so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah interesting um why, why do you think that is i mean what's the appeal kind of the taking the, the risk uh mm. doing something i think it sounds like it's more adventure for you yeah i mean the skydiving the solo traveling certainly is but i think um part of that is also you know, there's no return without risk, right? In for purely financial reason, but not just financially speaking, I think in life, if you don't take a risk, you kind of don't know what you're capable of. Um, it's It was very easy for me to, just thinking about my my move to the UK, it was very easy for me to just continue living my life in Australia. It was a great life. It wasn't like I was completely unhappy, mm-hmm. um, but I just decided I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to go for it. I don't have a job lined up, but hey, you know what? If it doesn't work, I can always go back. Exactly. So I think taking that risk, it, it pushes me to, to even um, like challenge myself more mm-hmm. because you, you, I, I was very, very scared. I still am, but every day it gets better. And um, I think you just develop this muscle um, and it just makes you, you feel really, really strong. And you're like, you know what? I can do anything. So just about focusing. Yeah. Um, that's it. You definitely have that record of it. Yeah. Because from, from here, it looks like you're someone who has a, a track record of doing new things, yeah. uh, scary things, even things that mm-hmm. seem risky or even reckless to, from, on the, from the yeah. outside. But you, you seem to like, um, yeah, like exploring uh, mm-hmm. what hasn't been explored or what's unknown to you, at least, you know? Yes. Interesting. That Would other- you say your clients are like that or are they similar or? Oh, I, it's more about just having the awareness of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's more about alignment. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, I think that's the challenge I see more, most often is when, especially when it comes to career, uh, mm. the way people set goals, they, mm. you know, they don't do it in alignment with who they are and where yeah. their skills are, you know, where their talents are. And so um, they they create goals that are that, and I, I always say there's kind of a couple of red flags. Uh, one mm. is it starts off by, they start off by saying, I'll be happy. They're the type of goals that you, where you say, I'll be happy when when yeah fill in the blank or the other killer phrase is in order to yeah 
So I always look for those. And, and those are, because it's, I don't know if you've heard that story about the businessman and the fisherman. And, no. Okay. It, it's, it's this kind of story about uh, this fisherman who, you know, just living a good life. He's coming in mm-hmm. on the catch of the day. He's, you know, has some beers and fish and he's going to fry it up and, the businessman tries to convert, convince them that no, you need to turn this into kind of like how we were talking business. about like, Americans like to commercialize everything. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. say no, you got to turn this into a massive scale, you know, uh, operation. And then, uh, you know, in twenty years time, you know, you put in all this work and everything and stress yourself out. Maybe then you'll get mm. back to, you know, you'll do all that so that you can yeah. go to the beach and fish and then just you know drink some beers at the end of the day and hang out with friends. Yeah, is what he was doing already. You know. So, um, you know, we can kind of put ourselves on a kind of circuitous route. Um, And and so I like to try to take a different approach to goal setting. And that goes back to that future pacing question where, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we look, instead of trying to look into the future and guess what we think is going to make us happy, we imagine ourselves in the future and we look backwards and we say, you know, imagine it's 2025 and you're looking back and you're saying, hey, Barrett uh, after we had that conversation back in 2022, I mean, life, everything changed. And yeah. these last three years have been the best three years of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you what happened. And what what would you say? What would you tell me? Well, that's tough. Um, okay, that's the one question I didn't really get around to, like, really giving it time. Um, but, yeah, so three years. Okay, so that's all right, isn't it? I think the way I see it, I would love to be in a role, just talking from a professional perspective first, um, before I get into the life perspective. So I I would love to be in a a role in London, working um, in a sustainable finance or sustainable ESG sales role. I I love being in sales. It drives me. Um, Let me pause you for a second. Let me pause you for a second. when you answer, when you think about the question, I want you to yeah. phrase it in the past tense. Okay. All right. Right. So yeah, I, I see what you're trying to do here. Yeah, I want you to get okay, get so into we'll... the role. Get into the role here. Yeah, sure. It's sure, really sure. 2025, and you're looking mm-hmm. at what what actually happened, you know? Okay. Right. This is a good good question. So uh, let me tell you what happened, Barricade. Um, So in 2022, I decided to move to the UK without a job. And boy, was that amazing for me because it really pushed me. And today I've been the most successful sales professional in my company. Um, I've had two promotions in the last three years. Mm. I've hit um, my year-to-date sales activity targets. I've met them all. I've exceeded my goals in terms of KPIs. I'm actually starting to lead a team of sales professionals um all in the span of three years and I've got two more years until I have um what's called indefinite leave to remain in the UK which is really a permanent residence status which means in in two years I won't need to um to apply for a job with a visa requirement I'll just be able to remain in the UK indefinitely and if I choose I can become a a citizen which I, I don't know if I will let me think about it anyway so that's been on the life on the professional side on the personal side I'm in a really really great relationship um we're actually engaged and I've been traveling um not just for work I've actually been all over the the European continent in terms of travel Mm -hmm. but also just personally um you know I love traveling and really drives me um and I've seen um all of Europe 
Um, and I'm actually on track now to uh, get a secondment in the US um, to see if I would maybe work in the US for a couple of years, just on an assignment. Yeah, so that's kind of been what my life has been. Okay. The last three years. And how's the French? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Fluent, you're reading it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what does your uh, typical day look like at this point? You mean in my day to day or? Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, uh, now that you're, you sound kind of busy, uh, but what? Yeah, I'm yeah, so what, busy. Yeah. Well, um, it starts off um, checking in with my team and, and um, we have a bit of a team huddle every day. Um, we chase goals. So we, we have a bit of a sales strategy that we all um, take ownership for individually as well as, as a team. And we basically um, go get it. Um, so we start off with a team huddle and then we, it's very flexible. It's individualistic. Um, there's no really set um, schedule. It's just all about making sure that you're doing your activity. You're getting your, your numbers through the door. Um, and and that's it. So what I've done is I've able to, um, you know, work with efficiently work with my time, and I don't let I don't like work ten hours a day or anything. It's more just I know what I'm gonna do today and I get it done, and then it's maybe like seven hours. So I'm pretty efficient. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're work, are you working hybrid? Or are you working in person? Working hybrid. Yep. Hybrid. Okay. There's a fair bit of travel involved in okay. the role. Um, and so that keeps me pretty fairly busy. Um, but when I'm not traveling, I'm working hybridly. Um, mm -hmm. So two days in the office, that's continuing. Uh, it just depends what, what is required. Mm -hmm. And and what uh, who are your clients? Um, well, um, enterprises. So we do enterprise sales, okay. uh, which means we talk to businesses. Um, and specifically, we speak with a sustainable um, teams, sustainable investing teams within financial companies, so insurance companies, banks, um, asset managers, Black Rocks, maybe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the world, Vanguard, you probably know of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so that's what that's what our target audience is, enterprises. Okay. So uh and and are you, I mean, and, and what I mean, give me a better sense of kind of the work that you're doing. Are you managing a portfolio? Are you representing uh, investors? Uh, what's what's the yeah. Work doing? yeah no so um we're not representing investors we're actually selling our own um research and product sets uh, okay um and they have a niche of it's words um, green finance sustainable investing products that's what we're really pitching and also our data analytics um, function as well so we're we're speaking to enterprises about all products and services okay. And, and what is it that you love about all that? I mean, what's what makes that so amazing for you? Well, um, firstly, the job is varied, number one. It never is a dull moment. Um, number two, it's um, we're actually making a killing. We're, you know, bringing in a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, and why does that in matter? The last, uh, well, well, that matters because um, I think, you know, money is being funded towards green tech. So green tech meaning um, technology and um, investments that will, um, you know, aid in climate change research, for example, or technology or financing um, green projects, right? Um, obviously, in the last three years, there's been so much work done on, um, you know, climate change. And we're really 
far from being towards net zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, the fact that as a sales team, we can, you know, direct money towards these green tech projects um, is amazing because money is being invested, you know, with a good purpose. Okay. So I, th- I think I'm understanding. So that what, what you, uh, uh, for what it is, is you're facilitating uh, investment dollars going into these companies. That Correct. Are- Capital flows. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, so that's it's, it's great feeling. Yeah. 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 No, no, but that's what, you, that, that's, I think what you said earlier is that you want to have that impact and you want to, you really want to direct where this money that's already out there that's being invested, you want to try mm-hmm. to capture as much of it and redirect it into correct particular area. Yeah. And then what's next after that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Actually, I haven't thought that far. Yeah. I mean, what I'm thinking um, is like, no, it's not so much like, what are your plans? But, <clears throat> you know, you, I, th- I think in one sense, there's that's going to be a trend that's going to continue, right? That there's yeah. going to be more and more. Uh, and I, um, I guess I'm thinking what, what my question really is, is you, you scale up by... Now you're uh, directing all this money, you're doing research and everything and getting money into mm-hmm. these companies. What conceptually is like the next level up in terms of the scale and impact? How can you scale even that up even more? Mm. Yeah, I think the way we scale is probably merger and acquisition. Like any um, company, the way they, if there's no organic growth, then that's the next movement to a scale. So we are in the talks to um, merge with um, with BlackRock. I'm just making this up. <laughs> we are in, in talks with BlackRock to merge with their green finance fund. And I think that'll be a massive opportunity for us because, you know, BlackRock is um, the world's biggest um, asset manager. Yes. I think they've got like $7 trillion, well, actually more now because that was three years ago. Um, they've got, like, let's say there's $12 trillion they've got, they look after, $12 trillion. It's not a mean feat. So being, um, you know, being acquired by BlackRock um, would be such an amazing opportunity for everyone in, in the company. And it would get, get us even more exposure and would enable us to scale up so fast. And what... What do you want to be able to look at and say, this is what I build. This is what I help create. Like, this is the the impact and the legacy. Like, what is that going to look like down the road? You have kids and you're mm-hmm. saying, hey, look, all this stuff that, that you see here, this is what, this is what yeah. I do. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, that just looked like this, hey, this, this particular, these, these particular companies that, that exist, mm-hmm. I invest in them and. You know, mm-hmm. I was part of that story, uh, or is it? You know, maybe is it? Uh, I don't know, a solar farm, or you know, is mm-hmm. yeah. Is there anything like tangible you can look at and say, "Oh yeah, I I I did that. That's my legacy." Yeah, I guess being just part of the the solution, and mm-hmm. maybe just um, ensuring that there's a huge revolution towards green finance and sustainable investing um, beyond just what's out in the news, and um, you know, really putting serious cash towards these projects um and and just not just projects but but really people and and processes 
and then seeing them come alive that's going to be the legacy I, i'm not really sure okay. actually how aside from all of that yeah yeah no just throwing that out there so um so let's come back to the, the present mm-hmm. and uh when you think about that uh what what do you see that's kind of in alignment or or and what do you see that's maybe not in alignment with that what does that do for you as you kind of come back to the present moment and kind of assess and compare that to the, where you are today mm. i think what it does is it gives you a sense of direction mm-hmm. because I loved how you were like, pretend it's already happened <clears throat> and you're looking at it the past because then you're like, oh, wait a sec. Yeah, how would that feel? Okay, this is what I would achieve, would have liked to achieve. And so if you're assuming that that's already happened, it gives you a lot of direction um, and maybe it makes you feel, uh, think, um, okay, well, is this really what I want to feel, you know, in the in yeah. three years time that is yeah um so it's it's really food for thought yeah and really the secret is it's um it's really about what you feel today yeah because the problem is we tend to either live in the future where and mm. that does it creates anxiety or we may live in the past which can create regret and yeah. a lot of the work of transformation is mm. learning to be in the present and so uh that's why i like that exercise it kind of helps you to kind of get clear on what what really matters right now and Mm -hmm. and and especially with that energy audit where where am i in alignment where am i not in alignment yeah you know um you're i mean because you have this track record of success already um Mm -hmm. doing things that are new and different and scary maybe unlike what uh uh what people like you uh, in your circles who have your upbringing background have done kind of charted a, new, a different, very different path. Uh, you know, you've trained your mind to believe that you, you know, you can do these things and you can be this person. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so that's great because it's then uh, you don't have, because um, if you don't, then you, what happens is you sabotage yourself. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so, and so that's, so it's about when you think about this vision that you want to create for yourself, it's, you know, thinking in terms of what's that identity, who do I want to be, who do I, how do I want to show up in the world? Yeah. That's yeah. a really good um, question to ask. Yeah. Do you, I'm, I'm curious, do you ask yourself that question day in, day out or? Uh, every so often. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's good to do. I was actually going over it just recently. Uh, yeah. Just just the other day, I'd say the mm-hmm. energy audit. It's uh, good to do a few times, like maybe once a quarter. Yeah, and and check in. I mean, there's different going to be different levels. There's going to be things like daily journaling uh, that I do, sure. and that yeah. helps me to kind of check in every day and slow down. Uh, but then uh, I also try to plan some time uh, each month and each quarter to set goals and to mm-hmm. look forward at what do I want mm-hmm. to accomplish. And mm-hmm. and then um, review back on the previous month, look yeah. forward, you know, to the next month. I'd like to also record my thoughts in terms of what do really? I, yeah, yeah, because that way it's a we tend to our memories we can kind of change our hey, memories, fuzzy. right? You know, yeah. <laughs> after the fact. And so I figure if I record what I was thinking at the time, then I can kind of keep myself honest, and I can go back and look and say, oh, this is what I thought was possible, yeah. and then I can see what happened since then and see how it played out. 
because I didn't know what the future really? would be at that point, you know. Okay. Uh, and has that revealed any, you know, treasures or any amazing revelations? Yeah, I, I think it it helps me to get clear on what I need to be focusing on day to day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, especially like the other day I was writing uh, down some things, thinking about the long game, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like, especially even in my work uh, as a, as a financial advisor, think about what's the long game for me. And mm -hmm. that is uh, connecting with business owners, connecting with uh, the, the prospective clients that come my way, mm -hmm. uh, writing emails, because mm -hmm. when I create that regular content that gets people to schedule appointments with me. And yep. so that helps me to, because from, you know, I have two kids under five and mm, wow. every day, I, you know, um, I, you know, I always say that your, your budget and your schedule are kind of subject to the laws of entropy. You know, if you don't do anything, <laughs> you know, it's just going to, the natural default is to just yes. order. Chaos. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be chaos. And you're just constantly getting pulled one direction yeah. after another and and so imposing focus and discipline mm -hmm. uh, there's really you're never going to have the time to do something you have to make the time right make the time yeah and and, and then there's always all these things that are coming by these squirrels that you can chase yeah and, uh and so by and so what i did the other day was actually i wrote these cards and i pinned them up on a on a tack board to remind mm -hmm. myself uh, i want to play the long game i want to think yeah. about where do i want to be like a year from today you yeah. know, in terms of my revenue level, in terms of what my schedule is like, when I'm meeting with clients, uh, and have a schedule where I my lifestyle or my business fits around my lifestyle. Yeah, but it's not costing me, you know, anything to you know. There's not that trade off. I'm I'm scaling up and scaling back. I'm creating yeah. more income and impact, and and spending less time doing it. And so mm -hmm. you know, and then I think about okay, well if I knew I was going to be successful at this and I knew it was going to be guaranteed, then what would I be doing along the way? Yeah. That's As opposed really to, uh, you know, you're, you're, if you don't know what the outcome is and you're kind of uncertain and, and worried that you might fail, then mm. there's this kind of urgency and desperation that can kind of set in. Sure. And that probably sabotages you anyway. Yeah. In your, your pursuit. Yeah. Yeah, and you you never you don't make traction, you don't make any progress because month after month, year after year goes by, you're always distracted and mm. you lose sight of that long game. And it's really mm. that consistency and that discipline over time that really gets sure. that traction. Yeah. So by thinking about that long game, and, and I know and we know what it is, it's just that mm. we were so easily distracted, I think. For sure. And this is the thing I love about sales and sales in a business sense. I think um, it just focuses you so much and being consistent with your process is what I've learned, um, is what gives you results. Yes. Follow-up, activity, you know, not taking no for an answer. Not that you're being pushy, but you're you're learning how to deal with rejection or objections and you're consistent, constantly refining your process. And so you can really apply that in your in your personal life, not not just use it in a professional sense. That's what I love about it. And then you're chasing a target. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that target is just a little bit out of reach so that you're, you know, really expanding yourself. That's yes. the key, I think. Yes. You can't be just in your first uh, comfort zone. You have to be a little bit just outside. Otherwise, you're not growing. Um, what helps me lately is having a daily tracker. 
So um, you probably you've probably heard about Atomic Habits. There's a book oh, yeah. written. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's all about the daily habits because what we can control is um, if we can. That is, I mean, obviously you've got two kids. I don't have any kids, but um, <laughs> daily habits. And so, yes. you know, for example, if I want to learn French, I'm just teaching myself just on YouTube. Um, I make sure that I'm doing that every day. Mm-hmm. Come rain, come shine, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Five minutes, a minimum of five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm learning how to be a better user of Excel, Excel, right? I'm doing that every day right, without fail. So I have a daily tracker, and that really motivates me because I like seeing ticks <laughs> on yeah. my spreadsheet. Um, and so, and and sometimes I combine two activities. And so, if I'm learning French, I'm also going to be working out or doing some stretching, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. it's as long as I can focus of course yeah. if I can't focus then I'm just going to do one thing but um that really just helps me as well having the daily tracker I don't know if that helps you at all just keeps you in in accountability yeah it, it does yeah I found that yeah that that that's helpful especially when you have something specific that you know you need to uh gain some traction on and mm-hmm. uh, yeah I have various kinds of metrics of tracking how many calls I make or things of that nature yeah, yeah. and so um now, but then what you said there kind of inspired a question with me uh, is mm-hmm. what uh, what habits do you secretly know that you need to be doing that that you're not doing right now? Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> Sleeping early. <laughs> okay. I tend to be a bit of a night owl, so I need to sleep earlier so I can get up earlier. Um, but having a really good routine in the morning, mm-hmm. um, I do have a good routine in terms of, you know, all the habits that we spoke about but I'd love to be meditating more I'd love to be maybe um you know using maybe an hour in the morning to to get some sunlight um particularly because it gets dark at three o'clock um in the UK now so I I do go for walks but I'd like to make it a little bit earlier just to get some morning sun um yeah I think those are the main things like sleeping earlier meditating I don't meditate and I just need to I need to put in 10 minutes at least to meditate i've started visualizing though i don't know if that's counted um so i've started visualizing for five minutes every day as to what okay. i'd like to achieve okay. um so for example right now i'm really looking for a job um and to get some sponsorship in the uk so that's what i'm visualizing visualizing yeah. visualizing and feeling that that's actually already happened so it's yeah. similar, similar to the experience the exercise we did right. before yeah um but it's not in three years it's like yeah. Months. yeah well but it's not so, it's not so much about the time frame i mean uh, unless yeah. that's part of like like if there's a deadline or something like that but part of the visualization could be that yeah you you get it in the timeline that you need it to happen yeah so so right. um, but let's let's explore that for a second it's you so you're um the solution is you're you've landed with a company uh financial services company somewhere there mm-hmm. in, in london and you have the sponsorship you need so you're able to work and mm-hmm. you're good on the immigration side of things. Yeah. And then what else? What else can we add to that? So obviously I have a dollar target in terms of salary that I'm yeah. looking at. Um, so I keep visualizing that firstly, I, I get the job, I get the sponsorship. Um, so, you know, tick, tick. And then the salary that I'm actually after as well, mm-hmm. which is very important um, considering, you know, I, I left like I don't want to be going backwards in my yeah. salary. I was on a particular salary and I'd like to get that at least maybe 5,000 here and there, but not more than that. Yeah. And then obviously build on that. So that's what I'm <clears throat> visualizing. Yeah. 
and and who would you be working with in terms of like an avatar like yeah um i have a list of companies that i've made a list mm -hmm. um for and these do actually offer sponsorship and you know it's funny because um i wrote down morningstar in my list and okay. they've actually approached me for a role right so it, i think this sort of stuff works um the more that you get clear on what it is yeah. what you want it just happens it just yeah. just happens yeah obviously i've been really hustling as well so i'm very active on linkedin i'm always like networking hustling but i think um as long as you can do your bit yeah well but we can use that we can say you know as part of that visualization imagine it's day one of the job Right. And maybe yeah. you're checking in and you're looking back and you're telling me, okay, you're telling me where you landed. You're telling me about mm -hmm. the environment that you're in, the kind of people that you're working with, the kind of team, the structure, all that stuff that, uh, in terms of what you prefer, you know, what yeah. is important to you, right? Positive people, uh, who care about, uh, ESG impact, climate change. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and then uh, what you could do is this thing back and say, look back on the job search that you did what what did you do that got mm. you to that point so it's it, I'm, I'm happy you asked me that because i've just recently joined um a couple of groups that are all about working in this field um so you're not just trolling linkedin blindly you're actually trolling job boards that are um advertising green green jobs mm -hmm. so i've started just exploring that in the last 24 hours um okay. and i think that also helps build your network yeah of like-minded individuals um because there's all sorts of people on linkedin but i think you have to narrow your search just to get more results and more um more targeted results so i've just started doing that i've, I've joined like a couple of networking groups started um accepting some events that i'm going to start going into just to build my network. Um, so yeah, I think. How creative, how creative are you, especially when it comes to writing? I like to think I'm pretty creative. I like writing. You do. Okay. Yeah. So especially because you're looking at LinkedIn, what I'm thinking is, I wonder if maybe a, a way to uh, kind of maybe apply the law of attraction is. Yeah. You have a lot of thoughts about ESG. You shared a lot with me. Yeah. I'm going to start posting. That's the next yeah. step for me. Yes, okay. I need to start making some content um, because. Well, but hold on, let me change. Build uh, a brand. Yeah, let me yeah. reframe that though. It's not. Um, you can look at it as you need to make the content, or you yeah. can look at it as this is something I care about, and this is something yeah. that is important to me. And mm -hmm. you're the type of person who you know you're not trying to get everyone to look at you, but yeah, you have strong feelings about this, and. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you and, and so that's just an opportunity for you to kind of share who you are, especially Absolutely. because you want to be able to attract people to you. And I think a great way to do that on LinkedIn, because most people don't post anything on LinkedIn, they're usually searching yeah. for jobs. <laughs> but I can guarantee you the people that are looking at hiring you, they're probably going to be mm. checking out your profile. And, for sure. yeah. what, and what better way to make to, at least on the inbound side, uh, filter the, those right companies yeah. by putting out, you know, your perspective on it so that Absolutely. they, yeah, when they come and uh, meet you in person mm. and you guys sit down, they have a really clear sense of who you are just by looking at your posts and what you care For about. Sure. And, and, yeah, you know. no, hundred percent. That's on my list to do. Do you, I'm curious, do you do that? Um, I do. I post it? on LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 Great. 
And has it worked for you in terms of, I haven't, we, I don't think we connected on LinkedIn, but has that worked for you in terms of what you want to attract? I, I, I believe it does. Yeah. I've, I've created uh, interesting connections. I've uh, connected with someone who, uh, uh, that invited me into a mastermind group. Uh, and uh -huh. I've been doing that for a little over a year. Uh, I've, uh, you know, connected with uh, other folks and that I've worked with uh, services, services that I've, you know, purchased from them. Uh, yeah. I have uh, been able to meet with people offline through that. And uh, yeah, it's worked. I think it works to my advantage. It's it's still like, again, it's that it's that long game. But yeah. uh, people can definitely clearly see, you know, who I am through that. And yeah. I'm taking advantage of the fact that, you know, 90% of people aren't uh, posting anything. Posting, and yeah. 9% are probably just kind of lurking around, maybe will comment, but there's really only 1% yeah. that are actually producing content out there. So I'm sure. taking advantage of that blue ocean. Uh, yeah. and, and there's ways we can talk about like, you know, tactics and how to do that. But the main idea mm -hmm. is just that, you know, you can kind of put your best foot forward there. And, 100%. Yeah. And, and especially in terms yeah. of how it, it can attract the type of employer that you're looking for next. Yes. Yep. No, 100%. That is definitely something that I need to do urgently. Um, so I'm going to, Next time we chat, maybe we can discuss that. <laughs> yeah. How I did it. <laughs> well, think and think of this. Think of what's the tiniest step you can take in that direction. What's the what's the tiniest thing that you can do to start that habit? All right. So in terms of habits, I think having a day where I post or choosing a day, a random day, it could be Sunday, it could be Monday, it could be Wednesday. Um, but sticking to that and then saying, right, today is my day of posting. So I'm going to read an article and then I'm going to summarize it perhaps or give my opinion and put that as a post. And I have to do that consistently and weekly. Start okay. with maybe doing it once a week and then it could build from that. Um, maybe do twice a week. And I would I would even chunk it even down further. Right. Yeah. Like remember what James talks about chunking it down. I mean, I'm talking about the absolute tiniest step you yeah. can take. And where do you normally do your reading? Uh, on a laptop, on a phone? Just on a laptop, yeah. Okay. So maybe the tiniest step you can take is, and is there a particular website or anything? Um, I read Financial Times. Okay. Um, there's others out there that, you know, there's hundreds of websites for ESG stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe the tiniest step you can take is you sit down where you normally sit down. You pop open the laptop and you have financial times up there and, and or maybe yeah. not even that you just sit down and you, you pop open the laptop. Yeah. And and that's it. And that's just your start. Yeah. Totally. And then as James said, you build, build from there. You build from there. Exactly. Um, no, you're right. It's, it's on my list. It's on my to-do list. Um, I've been putting it off though. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I think I'm just nervous because it's going to be my first post. Um, so I'm not, I'm not really sure what I should even post about. And you, um, and let me, let me guess, you think the whole world is watching and waiting to see yeah. who's going to put on. <laughs> yeah. And if it's not good, everyone's going to come crashing down Lots on you. And, yeah. yeah. And you're going to be, I know, that's all silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so silly. It's all in my mind. So, I just have to bite the bullet and do it. Do you? I'm curious. Do you feel like that, or when you first started posting, did you feel self self conscious? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, 
there's that there is the um there are a few things uh i can't ever i have every post has to be original and new mm -hmm. and different can't be anything i ever said before because like mm -hmm. i said everyone's gonna know and they're saying hey barricade yeah. you said that already what are you doing yeah you're repeating yourself yeah. you've heard yeah. this boring <laughs> yeah know. well what about the number of likes that you get does that put you off because you may not get engagement at first is that what right you that's the other thing too yeah you, you you put in all this time and effort and you put it out there and then nobody does, and it's just crickets and mm -hmm. it's just like ah oh. and uh at, at first amateur writers they write for that reaction but yeah. when you become a more mature writer though uh you eventually get to a point where you're not writing for that you're writing because you have these things to share yeah and you're going to put that out there and it's it's about being a prolific writer and creator. Yes. And, and getting to, you know, so uh, where I'm at now, I do this every day. And mm. so it's not, a, a lot of times I'm scheduling this and I'm, I'm writing this on another site and scheduling it and posting it from there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really thinking too much about, you know, how many yeah. likes or how many, I have analytics that I'll look at and I'll take a look and sure. see, but I'm posting so much stuff and putting it out there that, mm -hmm. um, I, I will see signals that come back when 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 they do pop up when I see that. Mm -hmm. And I'll use that to my advantage to to kind of double down on it. But then and then when you do it uh, long enough, you can start to repurpose and recycle some of that content. So it gets easier. But at first, yeah, you kind of think about when well, how's the audience going to react to it? And then you get to a point where it's like, no, it's not, it's not about that. I, I'm really, yeah. you know, writing from a place that's internal, not Correct. you know. For, yeah for, for my opinion yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and, and you're, you I think need... more you think more about the process and yeah. how many days you know when can I do this how much time can I spend on it how do I capture ideas and format and, and, and all those yeah. things and mastering the craft so I, I would imagine you probably post what every day or a couple of times a, a day uh, I, I'm at the point yeah I used uh, Twitter and LinkedIn for the most part I, I uh, post every day on, on those and I use a scheduling tool for that and so for LinkedIn mm -hmm. it's it's just one post a day and mm -hmm. uh, it gets, uh, you know, we can get into uh, sure. best to do it. There's a whole conversation about that, but yeah. That's, sure. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a daily habit. It's a daily habit. For sure. Yeah. And you yeah. know how to do daily habits. I do. Look, it's all about consistency. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, consistently do it and then you'll get it. And it's a discipline as well. And yeah. making sure that you're always refining your process. So if you're not getting yeah. the results that you're after, how can you tweak the process so that you you can get the result? Trying different approaches. It's, it's sales, it's exactly like that. It's very creative. Mm -hmm. um, there's never really the, the same way of doing things. There's always different ways of doing things. Oh, um, yeah. And there's always data to look at. There's always things to refine mm -hmm. and change and tweak. Yeah. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, one phrase I got from a coach of mine is, the results you get are perfect for the system you've created. Mm. You know, so, you know, you know how to create systems, you know how to create habits. It's, you know, and for, for writing, the, mm. what's really getting in the way is this fear of putting out that first post and yeah. you know, what kind of reactions you might get from that. But I think if you can get, mm. if, you, if we can kind of work around that, then that, that block, once that's out of the way, then I think that's going to unlock a, a, just a flow of content that, yeah. that you have that you can produce. Mm -hmm. Yep.
you've given me homework now. <laughs> <laughs> Easy homework, tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I want to make sure I, we, we definitely at least focus in on the on the job search and in terms of, and I'm glad you're, you're already doing that visualizing. And and uh, I'll take. Do you visualize? I'm curious. I do. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I had some really good uh, experiences with that uh, lately. Actually, about a year ago, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. we uh, we had a, a car accident where uh, one of our neighbors oh. plowed in the back of my car. And oh, while I was sorry. sitting on the street, so we were we were okay. Yeah. But uh, the whole back end was just crushed. Mm. They, fortunately, they had insurance. Uh, and so we went through that route of having the insurance take care of it. It was taking forever. It took, finally took like yeah. two months before the, the mm -hmm. case closed. And, and, and the whole time I remember, uh, and, and it seemed like forever at the time, but, you know, I didn't have this car. And so th there's that inconvenience. And I knew that they weren't going to be able to pay for it. Uh, they just didn't have yeah. the means. And, but the thing was, whenever I, and, and the, the, the worst part about it was that they, they were neighbors across the street. So every time oh, you saw gosh. them, it was just like this daily reminder, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, and whenever I focused on them, that's when, you know, it, it would get frustrating. Of and, course. And, and on my walks, I, I remember thinking, you know what, instead of trying to figure out how to solve this problem, I'm just going to define what the solution is. Oh, that's and great. When I, yeah. yeah. When I thought about it, I realized, you know what, it's either uh, I, I get a brand new car or just a mm. replacement car or the money to purchase one. Mm -hmm. So whatever happened, I had no idea how that was going to happen, but I just knew that's what I needed. I needed either a car or the money for a car. Yeah. And uh, as it happened, uh, after about two months or so, when the, the claim was finally processed and closed, mm. uh, I get this uh, payout check from the insurance company. And it turns out my wife's brother had a coworker who was selling a car because he was moving to Texas. Mm -hmm. And we ended up, uh, the, the insurance payout was a $5,000 check. And he was selling yeah. his car for $4,500. And mm -hmm. then I used the other $500 to 5, cover, yeah. Yeah, cover the, the taxes and the registration for it. And then not too long after that, uh, we you know did our tax returns and uh, got a tax refund. And uh, we got enough to, uh, again, my wife's brother knew a guy who was going to be able to work on our car because it turned out mm -hmm. that it wasn't really uh, irreparably damaged and okay. it was actually repairable. And so he was going to be able to repair it for us. And uh, we ended up actually going with someone else, and but it ended up only taking maybe about another $2,000 or so, mm -hmm. all of which we had from, you know, the, the tax return refund that we were able to get. So, yeah. So at the end of it all, not only did I, you know, I defined it as I needed the money, the money or a car. I ended up getting both. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I got the money to buy a new car and then I got the money to replace the car I already had. Yeah. So, so it was, you know, and so what I took from that is that um, you don't want to focus too much on how to solve the problem. Yeah. You want to just focus on being able to identify what that solution looks like so that that way you yeah. can be the person that is going to show up and be the kind of person that you need to be in order to mm -hmm. get the kind of results you want. Otherwise, yeah. then you're trying to really, mm -hmm. I'm, you're looking at, you know, I'm looking at that person. I'm trying to think, how do I kind of manipulate them into getting the, yeah. you know, the solution I need? And it just For doesn't sure. go anywhere, you know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I agree. And so I'm the same. I'm focused on the solution, not the rejections or the, the, you know, oh, you don't have enough experience. I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on what, what can I do today? 
yeah. in order to be the person that will get this job or will will have this job in hand. That's what I've been focused on. Yeah. So it helps. Yeah. If anything, it helps take away the negativity, I think, that yeah. we sometimes get bombarded with or we feel frustrated when something's not working. Yeah. I think visualizing makes your mind at least focus on something that's positive. Yeah. So that's the first benefit I'm already seeing. Like I'm already hopeful. Yeah. I'm not focused on, oh, well, I'm never going to get a job because automatically my mind is going there. But I'm like, no, actually, that's not what it means. It means it's just taking a bit of time. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a job. Yeah. So. Yes. And and if you knew that you were going to have a job, how would you show up? What would you do? You know, if you knew that it was. Guaranteed- well, I wouldn't worry about money or I wouldn't be. um Like. I wouldn't be. Yeah. Like I said, worried. Yeah. I think that's the first um, thing. And the second thing is I wouldn't doubt myself. So I think it goes hand in hand because sometimes what happens is if you're not getting something. Um, you start thinking, oh, well, it's me. I'm not good enough. Or, oh, well, something's not right with me. Or, you know, that that feeling. So I would stop focusing on that. And I would look at rather my potential and what I am doing today. And so I think it's just a big loop. Like the habits keep you in check. Um, reaching out to people, making sure that you're doing the LinkedIn posts, believing in your and having conviction in yourself, visualizing, not focusing on the negative, not focusing on the rejections, you don't need that, right? Yeah. It's a bit of a constant loop. You're always it's you're always reinforcing the belief, always reinforcing it. Right. And uh, one distinction I want uh, to leave you with as well is there are leading indicators and there are lagging indicators, right? And yeah. from your experience in sales, right, you know this, right? There, there are the calls you make, right? Yeah. That's the leading indicator. That's the process uh, mm-hmm. that you can control. And then there's the lagging indicator, which is uh, the close, right? The And the revenue that comes from closing those clients. That you don't have control over, right? No. That's the result part of the process. And of course, that's what everyone focuses on. That's what we all want, mm. right? Mm. But uh, what most people don't focus on is the process goals, right? So mm-hmm. everyone's thinking about the yes, but, uh, but they get frustrated and, and bogged down by the no's that they get in the rejection. And yeah. one, one of my favorite mantras that I was lived by is yes lives in the land of no. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm going to steal it. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Because it's kind of based on this quote by, um, I think it's uh, Brene Brown who said it, uh, that you can yeah, have- Yeah, I know Brene one, Brown. Yeah, yeah, you can have anything you want in life if you're willing to get a thousand no's. Yeah, wow, that's powerful. Right, because you saw this from, from your sales experience, right? How many people give up after- attempt two, attempt three. So many. Yeah. And and where do most sales happen? Attempt seven, eight, nine, 10. Eight million, sometimes a thousand. Yeah. And, and the, the point, you, I see what you're saying because it's really in your process because you keep refining it. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you, you focus on what you can control. Like, you correct. know, if you, you, if you get, the people who get the most yeses are also the ones that get the most no's. Yes. And, and uh, in the coaching community that I used to be a part of a while back, uh, we, we even did in August uh, one year, this um, rejection therapy contest where mm-hmm. we, everyone that jumped into the contest, the goal was uh, be, to be the first person to get a hundred no's. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. So the idea is that you gamify the process to kind yeah, of make yeah, it a little yeah. more bearable. But the idea is that if you get, if you're getting no's, you're going to get yeses. Mm-hmm. And did you get yeses? You probably would have. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, if you stick with it long enough, you, you do. And then it gives you that boost of energy. 
Uh, yeah. but, it, but you can get distracted by that, by being on that high. But the thing is, yeah. that's going to put you on a roller coaster. Yeah, true. So, uh, so I've had to train myself to kind of focus more on how many no's can I get? How many oh, wow. I, how many people, yeah. How many people can I talk to? Because mm-hmm. what happens is you get stuck, right? And you've probably seen this with other salespeople. You get stuck and you, when you dig into it, you find out, oh, they haven't really been consistent. They got, they got bogged down. And then it's like a self-reinforcing uh, inertia that kind of keeps you stuck there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's only when you've been consistently making those calls, reaching out to people, putting in that work on the process that's yeah. when results happen, but you got to, you got to keep that up. So you got to focus on the leading indicators yeah, and get, make that your goal. And the lagging indicators will, will, will eventually follow. I'm writing this down. So leading. Yeah. So you got to focus on the leading indicators. Yeah. Focus on the process, the leading indicators. Yeah. So that that's would good. be things like, you know, LinkedIn posts, uh, yeah. connections with people on LinkedIn, um, applications, conversations, the things that you can control. Yeah. And the mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but that keeps you in action though, too. If you're in action, you're not, sure. usually you're not worried. Mm, so that's right. when you have something to do, right? So yeah. And then consistency, right? You don't have to do a million of these every single day. You just got to no. do the same amount every single day. hundred percent. Yeah. And it builds momentum. Like anything, it, it takes momentum. It, it, you feel good yeah. at the end of the day. Um, the fact that you can look back on, on a week. How was your week? Well, yeah, it was great because I did this, 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 because I said I would do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't have a great week, well, why didn't you have a great week? This is actually very typical of a sales environment as well. Um, in a typical huddle, as I was telling you before, you go around the traps and you ask people, how was your week? You know, give us some numbers. Why, why was it not successful? What can you focus on t- today that you will make sure that you'll have a successful week tomorrow, next week? Because yeah. every week you have these catch-up conversations. And so you get into this zone of momentum, yeah. right? I'm going to target 20 clients today or this week because next week, I don't want to be feeling guilty that I didn't make those 20 calls. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look good in front of my team, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like you're, you want to avoid the guilt as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, you've been studying French, right? And I, I also like learning languages. One thing I learned too, is that when I'm in it every day, or it's just like with music too, if you're practicing every day, even a little mm-hmm. bit, you start to feel the momentum pick up when it's, yeah. when it starts to get spotty and you're not consistent with it, that's when it starts to get harder. For sure. Same yeah. thing. Same exact Same consistency. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know you have to probably get going, but I had one more question for you, sure. if I may. Sure. Yeah, you are you a real um, advocate of the law of attraction, the law of visualization, you know, the law of assumption, all of these laws um, that are out there, and I believe in them very much. Are you as well an advocate of these? I, I I am. I am. Yeah. I I think it's um. I think it's a real phenomenon, and I think for me, it's a question of what how would I phrase it? Because there are mm-hmm. different worldviews where it, I think it pops up. And yeah. uh, me, uh, my background is uh, as an evangelical Christian. Uh, mm-hmm. My parents are Ethiopian. And oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're here in the States. And so I think about, you know, from a biblical worldview, I think about, you know, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And so when you, what you think uh, on what, what uh, thoughts uh, conversations you have with people that's going to 
pollute or you know purify your attitude in your mind you know for sure so yeah. i think there's a real phenomenon there that you know what you put out is you know what what you what you get back yeah 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 amazing cool thank yeah. you and and plus i've seen it work i can i give that example you know about what happened with our oh clock. yeah you're you're using it to affect as well for sure it's i think it's always working it just depends on which side you are on are mm -hmm. you on the other side or are you on the right side or the left yeah. side? Yeah. What are you attracting? That's, that's the, the correct. That's, that's exactly. why I said, you know, the, per, the results you get are perfect for the system you've created. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a really good way of um, seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it's not, it's not happening accidentally. No. It's, it's just either you're aware of it or not. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Would you say in your coaching business, one of your, gifts is to bring that awareness out of people because that's, like you said you know you make people see your blind spots that that's precisely what it is that's that's really just yeah. the heart of it yeah because mm -hmm. uh i don't believe that it's my job to necessarily solve the problem for you yeah my, my clients are high performers they're people who jump out of planes <laughs> yeah, okay. and do crazy things you know yeah uh but you know who move all the way across the globe without a job yeah. But with the belief that they can they can do great things, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And so all all you need is just that awareness. You just need that time, just like you need time to mm -hmm. uh, meditate, visualize. You need to just create that space for you to mm -hmm. check in. Just like like this is like a huddle for you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a huddle for you and looking at the big picture of your life and what you're trying to create, what how you're what the kind of life you're trying to design. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I can do that for anybody because I'm not inside your head. And so no. I'm, I'm impervious to, the yeah, <laughs> thank God you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm impervious to the narratives and everything that yeah. you know, are, are swimming around in there. It's like an echo chamber yeah. in your head. Right. And for sure. yeah. And so I often like to say that, uh, really as coaches, we're just, we're like mirrors. Yeah. Just reflect back. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the that's yeah, that's my yeah. gift to everybody. I can do that for anyone because mm -hmm. I, I have that objectivity of being outside and being able to reflect back what you're yeah. saying and what you're doing. And by, yeah. by saying that, you're going to get what you need. Correct. Because, you know, being in my head, it's like I'm not seeing what I don't see, you know. But for you, like as a professional, for example, um, you can because you you kind of know um just from experience and obviously you're external you're mm -hmm. not in my head so yeah yeah or and, and you go and on an impersonal level you have a family members people who know you well oh. right who mm -hmm. give you that anchoring and that you know background so that, yeah yeah and can see what you can't see yeah so then coaches would also need coaches right of course yeah i mean many of them don't but yeah the ones that believe it and understand mm. you know, the value and the importance of it. Definitely. And I, I mm. have coaching too. I have several, I have one personal coach I'm working with right now on my business. Uh, I have a, a mastermind uh, that, mm. that, that we, we meets weekly, uh, another coaching group that meets monthly and uh, other coaches that I just connect with uh, one sure. through LinkedIn, we check in every so often. 
So that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, and again, because I know I need that. And so I have to design that into my life to make sure yeah. that I'm creating that opportunity for myself to reflect and see what yeah. I'm doing and have those huddles yeah. that I need to have. Yeah. Yeah. Huddles are great. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that works for you. That's your experience, right? Huddles. You need oh, I love them. Yeah. yeah. I think because it keeps you accountable. This is what I love about it. Um, and this is what I love about sales. I've said it again, you know, but it keeps me really motivated. It's not just the money. It's not the dollars. I know the dollars will come. It's more or the pounds, I should say. But it's more about just knowing that you're able to achieve this with your resources, with your time, with your energy and working with people. And then, you know, you also develop this business mindset, this business acumen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. All right. Well, it's been what about an hour and a half. I mean, yeah. I don't want to take up. All no, of but your how time, how's this so. how's this been for you? Any any particular insights that you're coming away with? It's been great. Um, I think the exercise really is a really good exercise to go through mm-hmm. because it gets you, like you said, great creative juices flowing. Pretend like it's already happened three years from now. What do you want to be um, proud of? And, and talking about yeah so that's that's great um do you do that with everyone or your clients uh yeah yeah that's i would say you got to at least have that in in place i, I do it at least once you know so mm-hmm. that you know what what they're working on uh the energy audits are great when you can always do that anytime yeah you know but uh yeah no it's it's because it's all about I mean, transformation is about thinking about what you want to create. And so it's always about, Correct. and that's something you do every day. What do I want to create today? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so I think for you then coming out of this going forward, I think mm-hmm. probably an area of focus would be um, what you're continuing to do those visualizations regarding, yeah. you know, who you want to uh, join, what firm you want to be picked up by. And uh uh, thinking about um, th- that LinkedIn content creation, right? And yeah. Taking that first step of just let's just sit down at a computer, and we're gonna we're gonna think about uh, you know what we want to share, what you know everything that you shared with me, even if it seems yeah. obvious, you know. Yeah. Just putting that out and 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 starting that process of uh, putting yourself out there so that mm-hmm. you can attract. Uh, the right kind of employer who's going to see yeah. what you have to say and think Hina is the perfect person for us. Yes. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm going to get onto that. You're going to filter the employers before, you know, they even come looking for, I mean, you're going to, you're going to take control of the process. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not going to like go cap in hand to the, these different places looking for a job. I mean, you're going to create the job for That's you. That's right. Create the place. Yeah. Yeah. Leaning indicators, not lagging indicators. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, awesome. hey, thanks. I appreciate you uh, giving me the time. I think this is really powerful. And uh, Very powerful. Thank you. I mean, I owe you a huge um, gratitude because you've given up like 90 minutes of your time. So, and, Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But, I, you know, it's um, you have what it takes to create it. And I can see that. And I believe in you. And Thank I you. Believe in what you, I, what I think you know, you're capable of doing, and so mm-hmm. you're you're going to create what what you need to create. You just need to um, have that insight, and then just just take those steps. And uh, but yeah. it's, it's been great. To, 
and we'll we'll uh, check in again and see you we know kind of how things are going and and going. Uh, do a follow up and sure. uh, that sure. might be good for the listeners as well too to kind of see how things are kind of progressing at that yeah. stage. So definitely. All right, thanks, Hina. I'm going to connect with you on LinkedIn if you don't mind. Absolutely, please do. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Let's have a conversation about your dream job. Take a look at the show description and feel free to reach out.